this just in. The Truck Show Podcast has breaking news. Um, yeah, this is where you come in with breaking news. Well, what are we breaking? I thought that we were talking about the Nissan Frontier. Oh, yeah, and the uh, uh, Ford Raptor. Right. We're doing that on this show? This one, this this bonus episode, it's one... Like it's between 159 and 160. Can you play the music again? You were not prepared. I didn't know that's what we were doing. Okay, here we go again. This just in the Truck Show Podcast with breaking news. Hi, I'm Ken Carlson. <laughs> Come on. Newscaster extraordinaire. <laughs> it is episode bonus, episode 159 and a half. <laughs> I'm Troy McClure, and you may <laughs> no. remember me from such breaking news as last year's Titan and the Ram TRX. Yes. Yeah, no? <laughs> no, it doesn't work. You can't do the Troy McClure. All right. Well, first, we should probably thank our sponsors. So uh, shout out to Nissan, our presenting sponsor, for uh, hanging with us. And now we can talk about more than just the Titan. Yeah, well, well hold on. We, we, sh- we need to thank Nissan for not just having an awesome Titan, but for the Frontier news and for flying you out to do something. Sp- can we talk about this? Uh, they flew I you mean, out to do something special. I, I guess we could talk about it now. Yeah. Well, so, I don't want to. I just want to say thank you because yeah. what we're about to talk so, to you guys about is is very special. I was the only journalist in the entire world who was flown to see the vehicle prior to its debut. I was going to say that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Then and you said it. So I just I appreciate that. It was awesome. Um, what a awesome little truck. I can't wait to talk more about it. There's so much to tell you. We're going to get to the frontier. Right yeah. now we're saying if you're looking for a full-size truck, sure. then you're going to go to your Nissan dealer or NissanUSA.com because the Titan has the industry-leading five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, uh, the zero-gravity seats, which might also make an appearance in the other truck that Holman is about to announce. And you can get a Fender Audio system. Hey, 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 hey. What? Stop stepping on my thunder here. Okay. I, I'm, I'll tell the people what's in the new truck. No, I'm talking about the Titan. Oh, you're talking about the old truck. I'm talking I mean, about the current Titan. The new Frontier also has the same stereo. Uh, yeah, well, let's stay on Titan okay, for all a right, second. Titan. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Best in class. Go to your dealer. Go to uh, online Nissan USA to build in price. And, of course, thank our friends over at Decked because I think a Decked system would not only be appropriate but would fit in either of the trucks that we're going to talk about in this bonus episode. How about the new decked toolbox? Uh, it'll fit in one but not the other because it's made for full size. If you guys are looking for a dual sliding drawer system or the brand new crossbox, so they're calling it a toolbox, you should go to decked.com and do some online shopping. You'll be glad you did. And while you're online looking at your deck system, head over to durlastparts.com. Now, can... wait, should you open another tab while leaving decked open? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, my whole browser, have you ever seen my tab browsing? It's like, 49 different tabs that are open at once. Uh, and at least eight of them are DuralastParts.com. Okay. Well, you know you can just put things in the cart and keep shopping, No, no, because no, right? I'm looking at brakes, and I'm looking at batteries, and right. looking at control arms, and I'm looking at, you know, like the 20 different lines of parts plus that they offer. But right now- I wonder if Duralast makes enough parts that you could actually build a car, minus the body. I wonder if they make enough Duralast parts that they could crash my browser. Uh, <laughs> probably, yes. Well, you won't be crashing your car with Duralast brakes. <laughs> Come on. What do you mean? That was awesome. <laughs> More technicians choose Duralast brakes, and that's a proven claim. If you're in the market for brakes, check out the Duralast brake pads, the Duralast gold brake pads, or the Duralast elite brake pads with better than OE performance, especially for fleets 
And they even have a signature hex coating that provides an additional transfer layer, delivering smooth stops, low dust, and boost stopping power. So I can get them at DuraLastParts.com or your local AutoZone. All right, Holman, if you don't mind, let's get into a special bonus edition. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and Holman. I don't know if you can hear it there. My uh, voice cracked like I was going through puberty. I was wondering what happened. That was weird. You, you're a late bloomer. It was like, uh, I, I think it was the combination of a pizza we just had, yeah. ha- had and uh, the Dr. Pepper. It was just, uh, it I don't... Was, was, something was in your throat. I don't know what was going on, but... All right, so uh, getting on to uh, truck <laughs> My news. brain is malfunctioning. That's my vocal cords I, I malfunctioning. I feel like we need to play, you know, like, what's new in trucks? Uh, okay. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh! Oh, a double. I like that, don't you? I didn't see that coming, but it was well executed. Well, thank you. I, uh, you know, I aim to please. So you couldn't see him, but he did the left arm out, right arm out, kind of like he was a oh, ro- oh! like he was rowing. Or karate chopping. Karate or, chopping, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was just re- Have you ever karate chopped? Reliving my uh, youthful intentions of being a ninja when I grew up. Yeah, it didn't work out well no, for me. No, no. I, I don't recall seeing a uh, an overweight ninja. No. Uh, those are called sumos. Oh, really? Yeah, those okay. are overweight ninjas. Yeah, those are... I am I could be a sumo. I'm in between right now. I'm not a ninja and I'm not a sumo. I belong nowhere. What kind of truck news are you bringing us? Are we starting with uh, Nissan Frontier News? We'll start with the Raptor. Oh, you're a tease. <laughs> All right. Uh, Freaking tease. No, you know, I've been waiting for so long to talk about both these trucks. Uh, Ford has announced the 2021 Ford F-150 Raptor. And check this out. What do you think the engine is? Okay, the engine is, it's got to be an EcoBoost, right? Is and it? it's going to be a... I thought it was going to have a V8. I, I, it was going to beat the TRX. I, no one said it was going to be a V8. We talked about it on the show. They literally, just, they just said. Well, hold on a second. I thought that you just said they they were there were some crazy claims about horsepower numbers, but I don't recall saying. Did you say it was a V8? Have you been sitting in here when we've talked on the show? No, I've been outside smoking <laughs> a cigarette. Clearly, no, I, first I need to start smoking, and then <laughs> okay. I need to be outside. Hold on, I'm going to call somebody who might act surprised when I tell them this news. All right, let's try it again. Um, no, well, that's good. We're going with that. <laughs> so uh, you're right. The Lightning. Uh, what is wrong with you? There's a lot. The 21 F-150 Raptor does not, does not have a V8. And Ford is reluctant to release the horsepower numbers. So uh, it's the same 3.5 liter EcoBoost family, but it's now the third generation. So wait, you're you're furious at me uh-huh. that I happened to think that it wasn't going to be a V8. Right. But you're more furious that I wasn't listening last show when the guy yes. theorized it would be a V8. When we talked about it several yeah. times about Raptor coming. Because that's why I kind of blew V8. it off. I'm like, it's not going to be a V8. They're not going to go uh-huh. larger yeah, displacement. I mean, dude, you're, you're, like, you're selling past the clothes. We're, we're past that now. 
Move on. All right. So uh, anyway, there is no uh, no V8. It's the uh, next generation 3.5 liter EcoBoost. Uh, most of it, the changes that have come to the new Raptor are just for emissions and whatnot. So while power hasn't been announced yet, we're expecting it to be about the same power level of today's truck, which is 450 horsepower and 510 pound-feet of torque. It does have a pretty trick exhaust system with a trombone uh, in a loop to make them equal length, kind of like on uh, the Wranglers. And a crossover pipe and a valve, and they say it makes it sound more like a V8. Wow. I don't think it does because there's no way that engine sounds like a V8, but they admitted the uh, the current exhaust doesn't really sound the way they wanted it to, and so they worked really hard to make the 2021 truck uh, sing a little bit better. They just added a synthesizer, a uh, Roland synthesizer. Nope. They have a Ford synthesizer that plays V8 music through the radio, which I hate. Please don't do that. Just own what you have. No more fake engine noises. I think they are owning it, but they're trying to tune it. Well, now they are. Now they are. Hmm. So anyway, um, the compression ratio bumps up from uh, 10.0 to 1 to 10.5. There's a slight drop in cooling capacity, increase in alternator output, but of course none of that is likely to uh, uh, affect any of the numbers much. Uh, Raptor's trick new 3-inch diameter exhaust system. May yet pay off in a few added ponies, but calibration, like I said, isn't expected for a few more weeks, so they uh, haven't given us a number. Need a four-inch. Yeah, probably. That's what she said. So the exhaust runs down the passenger side of the truck, which uh, would cause the exhaust from the driver's side bank to flow through a longer pipe, if not for their quote-unquote trombone loop just behind the engine compartment, that equalizes the path length. So the result is greatly improved sound. And a new muffler with revised baffling and a bypass system also does wonders in this regard. So anyway, there's some interesting exhaust tech there. Probably one of the other more interesting things is the rear suspension. Uh, gone are the leaf springs. Mm-hmm. Airbags. Uh, nope. It's going to be a, uh, kidding. a coil and link system similar to RAM. Um, the coil springs on the Raptor are uh, variable rate. They're 24-inch tall, so about half inch taller than the TRX, so Ram's claim of the tallest rear coil springs is already... Uh, so the progressive spring, meaning it's tightly wound potentially at the top, and then it goes wider as it gets down towards the bottom, towards the uh, axle. Yeah, these are also uh, featuring a variable taper and a variable pitch. Uh, so there's actually three spring rates throughout the suspension's full range of travel. Hmm. The uh, suspension setup saves 11 pounds of mass overall and reduces unsprung weight by about 40 pounds. So better suspension control. And in typical Ford fashion, a panhard rod in the back positions the uh, axle from side to side. There are two different sets of Fox shocks and revised live valve tech. So this is where it kind of gets a little bit dicey from a confusion standpoint, right? Um, for, I don't know which one I should start with first. There's actually two frames to the new Raptor. Completely different. Yeah. Why? So... Ford is making the Raptor in a 37-inch tire option. Oh. And so it has... What it, right, right now it's a 35? It's a 35. Okay. And so you'll be able to get a 37 from the factory. Um, the Raptor frames differ greatly from those than the regular F-150s already, but then the Raptor 37 frame is further modified with reinforcements to areas like rear jounce bumper and other places like that. It's interesting because... The suspension is also different between the standard Raptor and the Raptor 37, which is what Ford is calling it. So the 2010 Raptor had 11.2 inches of front travel and 12 inches in the rear, which was really a big thing back then. The second generation models go 13 inches in the front and 13.9 inches in the rear. 
And now for 2021, the base Raptor front wheels have 14 inches of travel, and the rears are 15 inches. Oh, my Lord. From a factory truck. Now, the 37s have enough interference issues that they are restricted in terms of travel to 13 inches in the front and 14 inches in the rear, 14.1. So if you're keeping score at home, the corresponding figures for the Raptor's TRX competitor are 13 and 14. So the 37 truck has the same travel as a TRX, whereas the uh, 35 base model Raptor has an inch more travel. This is similar to what Ford did on the 35-inch package for the Bronco Sasquatch, which actually has a little bit less wheel travel than the smaller tired versions. So what does that mean for suspension? I think most guys are probably going to opt if they can for the 37s, wouldn't you think? Yeah, but even with the inch less travel? Yeah, I think so. I'll get onto my theory here in a minute, but hang on. So increasing the suspension travel means adding rebound travel. So up front, this required raising the upper control arm mounts 0.4 inches, relying on a new knuckle and control arms that locate the upper ball joint 0.7 inches higher and the lower ball joint slightly lower. The ball joints are also new, as are the front half shaft inner CV joints to allow for more extreme angles experienced at full suspension droop. And that's not it. Uh, on top of all that, there's that's a, by well, that's really important. By the way, having the upper ball joint and the lower ball joint, the further apart you can get, the more strength you have as well. I mean, Ford really looked at this and and went after it, and I would say it really improved it. Now, you might be wondering why the, why there's two frames, but I'll get to that in a second, because it doesn't really make sense. Why would you have two Raptors and one has a more robust frame and bigger tires? It also has bigger shocks. So. The next generation of Fox shocks provides double the compression control, which results in considerably higher internal forces. The tubes are made of thicker metal to handle the added stress. Inside, they feature nine zones of damping with internal bypass valving that varies with the position of the piston. The front shocks now feature one-inch diameter piston shafts, up from seven-eighths of an inch, at least on the 37. I know the shocks are different. We're still kind of getting some details. We'll have more information down the line with, uh, with somebody from Ford on here. All of them use new lower friction shock fluid that better resists heat buildup. And the electronically adjustable dampers, um, the, the range that they're able to do is roughly double to provide upward of 1,000 pounds of damping per corner at desert speeds. Front and rear shocks all do their own sensing now. The rears used to take input from the front. And the damping rate can be changed in 80 milliseconds. The time it takes a human brain to process visual info, the Raptor 37 gets unique shocks tuned for the increased unsprung weight and revised travel. We'll have more information on that in, uh, in an upcoming show. So I reached out to our friend... Jason Engelman over at Bilstein, and I said, hey, what do you think? I'm curious what the, uh, what the take is on that, you know, 1,000 uh, pounds of damping per corner and then also the 80 milliseconds, and how does it compare to the TRX? And here's what he said. Hmm, this would be juicy because he doesn't typically hold back. So uh, I... I Asked about these numbers, and he says a thousand pounds is less than forty five hundred n newtons. So newtons. He says that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Our stuff, in quotes, makes more than that just off zero rod speed and doubles it by 0.5 milliseconds and triples it at one point oh milliseconds. He says eighty milliseconds for reaction time is garbage. Garbage. He says they are able to switch minimum to maximum force in twelve milliseconds. On both sides, compression and rebound. He says, it's cool what they're doing, but they're still playing in the very shallow end of the adjustable suspension pool. Interesting. I don't know if he wants me to share that or not, but... Uh, Too late. Figure uh, you know, figure that's a good info. He says, uh, the range of adjustment, uh, I'll, I'll change his wording, is, uh, isn't great. 
Uh, he says three kilonewtons or 675 pounds. They do 10 kilonewtons or 2,250 pounds of compression adjustment range. So the TRX shocks have not been outclassed necessarily, so this should be a pretty good battle between the two trucks. There's a lot of interesting shock technology going on, and while Ford no, can play no, more wait, travel- wait, Hold on a second. Ford knew. Like, this was public information, right? No. From Bill Stein? No. Oh, that, oh, this is inside baseball stuff that he was sharing with us that Ford may not know? You're telling me Ford no, does no, no, not no, no, know? No. What, I'm, what I'm saying is the TRX still has superior reaction time I understand control that. to the Fox setup on the new Raptor. I understand It's easy to say, oh, new Raptor has bigger, fatter shocks, bigger piston, or, uh, bigger piston rod, right? And it's easy to go, oh, they must be better because now they have this adjustment. And what I'm saying is that's not necessarily true because of the technology that's packed to the TRX isn't quite matched by Ford's um, first pass at, I guess, second pass at adjustable suspension well, on the Raptor. Look, look, what I'm saying is I agree with you and understand that, but how does Ford not know that the TRX system, the Bilstein because system- Because it was all in reps. The- That's all proprietary information. We just learned about TRX a couple months ago. Oh, so, so there's, this, no, oh, there's no time oh, for Ford to be able to- To react. Yeah. Oh, okay, got in it. In fact, the reaction time was slow, I would say, at 80 oh, milliseconds. Oh, no way! All right, so you guys might be wondering <laughs> what happened to the Raptor with the V8. Is it coming? Yes. Ford confirmed Raptor R, which is what they're calling it, will be out next year. And we are expecting a supercharged 5.2 liter V8. Whoa. 37s. So what does that tell you? The Raptor with 37s, the Raptor 37 frame, wasn't necessarily for this one. They were developing it for the V8 Raptor. And that's why that frame exists. So I'm sure they're probably going to get a year of information off of it before they launch it with the high horsepower and all that kind of stuff. So the the Raptor family is getting super complicated, by the way. But probably only temporarily. I'll bet you when they launch the V8... That, the, the regular that, one that goes 37, away? Yeah, exactly. Maybe. The 37 will only Maybe. be available with the V8. Well, and the Ranger Raptor was seen in Michigan uh, recently in camo. And the Warthog slash Bronco Raptor is also a thing. So it's smart to move the full-size F-150 up to 37-inch tires if Bronco's going to have at least 35s. And then Rangers probably have 33s. So if you think of a tire package and clearance, as you move up in the line, you get a bigger wheel and tire package from, you know, from the factory. Dude, a high-horsepower Raptor... That'll be the darling. It'll it'll do well. So right now, the deficit between the uh, 3.5 liter EcoBoost and the TRX's uh, 6.2 liter V8 is 252 horsepower and 140 pound feet of torque. <laughs> so the, uh, the the V8 in the Mustang Shelby GT500 Predator, that 5.2 liter supercharged V8 is rated for 760 and 625. However, you have to tune it for a truck. I'm guessing it's going to be different. I don't know if the durability is going to be the same cycle, all that kind of stuff. The other thing I'm wondering, what if Ford doesn't get 700 horsepower out of it? What if in truck tune and durability, it's like 675? Is the Raptor R delayed because they were caught by surprise by the TRX? Or is the Raptor R delayed because the TRX will only have the Hellcat for a couple of years before emissions kill it? And we get a normally aspirated Hellcat, which at that time, Ford can introduce their Raptor R, and reclaim the horsepower title without having to beat the 702 horsepower. Hmm. That is, uh, I like your tin thinking. Tinfoil? Tinfoily? Yeah. Tinfoily? <laughs> is a tinfoil hat? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. 
That's uh, I'm just thinking like maybe this is just a strategy where they did it on purpose because they couldn't come up with the durability from a 5.2 liter to make the same power as a 6.2 liter. I bet they could. But but you got to remember durability. You, I, no, no, no. You can, that. Clearly in the Mustang, it makes the power. Right. But what about with all the dust and dirt and vibration and heat and all the things that you see in the desert? Is it still durable? I don't know. I'm just, listen, I'm just playing devil's advocate and throwing ideas out there. I don't know if any of it's true. I just find it curious about the timing. That's but all. But we don't know. Do, do we have a, a timeline on- Next year. The, no. Do we have a timeline on the- supercharged Hellcat engine that's in the TRX going away because of emissions. No, we don't, but we know it's on the horizon. But that could be four years from now, five no years. No way. No way. You think it's sooner than yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's sooner than that. Really? Yeah, it's already gone in the cars. Was it one more model year? The Durango was only one model year. Huh. It's 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 close. I don't well, think well, it'll well, be where, four where, years. Where, how, do we, how do we know that this is one year? Like, it's, I know they announced the car, but... Mm. Interesting. Are they are they doing this on their own? Meaning, did the EPA? Yes, the emissions. I, I understand yes. that. Did they said based on the engine and the footprint? No, of the, they, they the said these are your emissions goals, and they said, okay, well, we can't meet them, so this is the end of the Hellcats. Gotcha. So right now, like I told you guys in many podcasts, we're in the golden era of internal combustion horsepower right now. That's it. We are. It's ha- It's we're living it right now, and in five years. We're going to be electrified across the board, whether that's hybrids and trucks and whatever. But you can say goodbye to the big horsepower, supercharged internal combustion engines. They're not going to last the rest of the decade, probably. So, so go go buy the stuff now. Take a loan out, suck up those fourteen hundred dollar a month payments, and do it. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Doesn't right? that hurt? That's what it is. And then don't drive it ever, so that in ten years or fifteen years, you can go, hey, I've got one with two miles on it. There'll be nostalgia, but you know, someone brought up an interesting point, and it was one of it was somebody that you know, like one of your friends in the in the industry. Maybe it was uh, Lieberman, Johnny Lieberman, who said <clears throat> the super wealthy, the ones that drive up the prices in the aftermarket, right, that, that are going to Bear Jacksons yep. and all this stuff. They there is a nostalgia factor to to some of the older stuff that they yeah, buy, but really. Where they're spending the big money on the Bugattis and the Ferraris, the Lamborghinis, the um, what is it? SCR, SC. What was the the Tatuus? I can't even remember what the hell it is. <laughs> oh, you're just making up car brands. No, nah, it's the one that the guy just broke the records in. Anyway, the rich guys that are going after these things, they're going to go buy the electrified cars. They're going to buy the new Tesla with plaid motor, whatever the hell it is, yep. right? Yep. They're not going to be. They're not going to care much about the petrol engines anymore. The di- gas, the diesel. They're going to be onto whatever, whatever's new and fast, whatever's and the flashy. fastest. So what? It's interesting because th- it may drive down the price of current, maybe said Lamborghini and nah. and, and, and and trucks that have seven hundred and two horsepower. Nah, I don't. I think there's still enough buyers who are out there. Electric is cool in a lot of ways, but there's certain things that it's not. So I don't know. All I'm saying is that Raptor versus TRX just got super interesting, and I can't wait to drive the new Raptor. Also, uh, I didn't mention it has a uh, much more upscale interior. I wouldn't say it... I mean, I haven't seen it in person yet. I don't know if it matches the TRX. How do you know about it? But it's close. I've seen pictures. I've read all the press releases. Dude, this thing just got announced, like, yesterday. So we're still digging through all the Well, I didn't know that there was pictures of the interior. That's why I'm asking. Well, yeah, they're not going to go, here's our new truck, and then walk away. They showed us stuff, wheels, and... Suspension and interiors and engine, just not a lot of details yet. 
Okay. Those will come soon. We'll keep you uh, up to date. What on do the, the wheels look like? You haven't discussed They're it. black. Did they team up with anyone or they're Ford wheels? Uh, they're Ford wheels. Okay. Yes. I don't know if you're going to tell me like they teamed up with Method or something. Okay. How about this? Because you want to uh, push the who did they collaborate with storyline, you can get Recaro seats and rigid fog lights from the factory in the Raptor. Well, hot damn. I mean, see? All right, can we move on now? Yeah, go. Move on. I got I got what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, um I'm super excited to talk about the new Frontier. Wow. <laughs> if you know, you know. I mean, that's all I, that's literally all I have to say about that. If you know. <laughs> that was a DJ from if you K-Rock know, Radio in uh, in Los Angeles. You know. His yeah. name was Rodney. Sure was. <laughs> he's still alive, by the way. <laughs> Barely. He's not dead. That's uh, amazing. It's because he's well-preserved. <laughs> All right. Going into the 2022 Nissan Frontier, I had mm-hmm. a chance to uh, see it again uh, in person. Uh, I was able to see it about a year ago and give the Nissan team some feedback on on the truck. Uh, we'll post some photos of it on our Instagram. I think it's a badass-looking little truck. It's got great presence. It has... Um, I don't know. It's just super, like the stance is super burly. Like it's just a tough looking little front truck. end looks great. The redesign yeah. is, is first rate. It's really good. So what I'm excited about is it didn't grow in size at all, which is cool. So it's still a true mid-sized truck. It's not trying to be a full size. Which I was surprised by. I thought it would grow a little bit. And you standing next to it in the video that I'm not supposed to be talking about. Uh-huh. Is, no, no, you can talk about it now. Oh, I can? Yeah, because this is gonna. This episode's going to come out after that. Okay, got it. Well, I... I I, honestly, I saw it and I go, that was my first comment when you showed it to me before we recorded this. I'm like, it's the same size. And you're like, yes, that's what's awesome about yeah. it. From a standpoint of being able to park it in your garage, park it in the city, take it on tight trail, it's great. Uh, they raised the bed size, kind of give it a taller shoulder. Definitely got some Nissan uh, Titan uh, kind of design cues to it. And uh, the interior is first class. It now has a nine-inch screen in it. The interior has been fully, fully revised. But they should have put in the zero-gravity seats. Because and it has zero-gravity uh, seats. Uh, the uh, the vehicle will be available in a uh, king cab six foot box, a crew cab five foot box, and a crew cab long wheelbase uh, six foot box. And then there's going to be uh, four trim levels. So it starts at the S. Then there's the SV. Then there's a new product called the Pro X, which is basically a Pro 4X but in two wheel drive. And then top of the line will be the Pro 4X. And the Pro 4X is the off road model, 32 inch tires, full skid plating, tow hooks, rear locker, Bilstein shocks all the normal kinds of uh, upgrades that you would expect. It's got um, cloth or leather interior. It's got uh, LED signature lighting. It's just a a great-looking, tough little truck. And again, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to surprise people when they see it because I don't think they're expecting the truck to look the way it does. I know when I showed you the picture, you were pretty, like, I don't know, shocked, amazed, whatever. You're like, wow, that's that's not what I was expecting. No, it wasn't. And I I think that it looks – uh, every bit as modern as it should. You know, Nissan is a conservative company, and, you know, I didn't expect such a dramatic change. But I like the, and I'm not saying this because, and this is legit, guys, we have to say this first of all, is that Nissan is, yes, you know they're our sponsor, but I'm telling you that this truck, there's some stuff we're working on off the air I, with them. I'm a fan of this truck. If I could get my hands on this truck, I'm going to build one. I'm going to do some cool stuff to it. it. It's, it's, it's great. I, I will say also, that, yes, Nissan's our sponsor, but the great thing about Nissan is they have never once dictated us talking about 
any other product or any content on the show. No, they, they don't give us bullet points. They're like, they're like whatever you guys yeah, like about yeah, the truck, talk about it. Yeah, you, like, you guys know. Yeah. I mean, they've been great in that way. So we're not just saying, oh, well, we're Nissan shells. No, the, the Frontier is, is pretty awesome. Now, there is no real analogous model to the Tacoma um, TRD Pro. So here's my thinking, and I'm not sure. I'm just I'm just throwing this out but there. But how far uh, – hold on. Put – where is TRD Pro yeah. and Pro 4X side by side? All right. So TRD I, Pro is above Pro 4X. Uh, by how far? One one rung. Pro 4X is analogous to the TRD off-road package, which is one, which used to be the top until TRD Pro came. So there's a spot above in the Frontier lineup that I wouldn't be surprised. If you remember, we talked to um, uh, Lynn Woodward about her Nismo parts and Nismo coming back to Nissan and bolt-on parts and all this other stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Nismo Frontier in a couple years that would battle against the uh, TRD Pro Tacoma. But the Pro 4X is not the TRD Pro competitor. The way that somebody explained it to me in the industry, who was a supplier on it, who had a lot to do with the truck, said, think of it this way. The Frontier is a much better all-around truck. It's more comfortable off-road, and it's just a better all-around vehicle. Unless you want to go jump it, then you're going to want the TRD Pro. He says, if you're not going to be out in the desert hauling butt, jumping trucks, he goes, you'll be really impressed with what the Pro 4X has And most has don't do that. Right, right. So Nissan went straight for the heart of what they thought the market was. So the Frontier only comes with one drivetrain, and that is the 3.8 liter nine-speed that they introduced in the current truck. And that's 310 horsepower, 281 pound-feet of torque. That means that it has best-in-class horsepower. You compare that to the Tacoma is 278, 265. The Ranger is 273, 10. So the Ranger beats it on torque. And the color with its little four banger mm-hmm. turbo. The Colorado is 308, 275. And then, of course, the Gladiator gas model is 285, 260. So it's got pretty good, uh, pretty good power in terms of horsepower. It's right up there with everybody in torque. Uh, payload max, we, we haven't told us the Pro 4X, so I'm guessing this is the base model, is a pretty hefty 1,610 pounds. Okay. And uh, the towing is 6,720 pounds max. So you might ask, how does that compare? Tacoma ranges from 1,120 to 1,620 on payload. Rangers. So it's on the upper end right there. Yeah, well, Rangers 1,600 to 2,100. Oh. But Ford also has like one weird model that is like the best payload mm-hmm. and towing on all That's the stuff. Ranger Dually model. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the Colorado is uh, 1,285 to 1,590. So it's it's definitely competitive across there. Towing 6,720. The Tacoma's 3,500 to 6,800. The Rangers 3,500 to 7,500. Colorado is 7,000. So it's it's right in line with that in terms of those specs and how people are going to use it. So I wonder how the aftermarket will embrace the new Frontier, or will they leave it up to Nissan through Nismo? No, I think this thing is interesting enough and cool enough that the aftermarket will probably jump on it. Um, Overlanding? Well, it's you know like I said before, the chassis is the same F Alpha of today's truck that came out in 05. But like we've talked about, it was almost future-proof back then because it was a deep draw frame, fully boxed all the way through, whereas the Tacoma frame is same era, 2005, C-channel right? C in the back and riveted. And so Nissan said, listen, we, were, we already had a competitive chassis. There's no reason for us to go spend all the money to do a new platform because we're still competitive in the space. So we updated the steering. We updated all the bushings, the tuning, the jounces in the back. It uses urethane jounces. Um, all that's been redone. The the leaves have been retuned, so they feel like they have a really competitive package. Now, the other thing that they worked on, if you sat in the back of some of the competitors, you'll notice sound deadening is lacking in the C-pillar, so the rear seat, 
behind the door. There's a lot of sound that leaks in in the back. Are you getting resonance, like no, humming? You, you, or you hear just... wind or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just the, that's not a big area for sound deadening. Nissan not only changed their carpeting and sound deadening strategy, it's got laminated side glass and hydraulic body mounts to mount on the frame, which isolates, they say, cuts 80% of the vibrations from the frame and road into the cab. It's like a German sports car tech. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's pretty interesting that they went that far to make it a quiet and comfortable ride. Sportier steering, different steering gear, all that kind of stuff. So again, they really took the uh, current truck, the underpinnings to the next level, and then designed an all-new body and all that kind of stuff around it, which is pretty cool. Um, it's not a Navara, which is the overseas. This vehicle is our frontier. It's a North American vehicle that will be sold both in Canada and in the United States. Mm-hmm. And are they going to sell Lightning One at a discount? And moving right along. Damn it. And the Pro 4X does get a Dana 44 based rear end with a locker. The Pro X, while it shares almost everything with the Pro 4X but without the four-wheel drive system, does not get the rear locker, but it does get the Bilsteins. And talking about chassis upgrades, the new truck not only gets a uh, fatter sway bar, but also gets a new rear sway bar, which wasn't part of the current truck. So handling is supposed to be a lot better. Four-wheel disc brakes. Anyway, a lot to like about When do you get to drive one? Uh, Hopefully in the next uh, few months. Okay. Um, Also, the console space is four liters which is almost double the, com- the competition in terms and of- And I saw that they had a, uh, a cell phone docking station with a wireless, charger. Yeah, wireless charging. Uh, they reconfigured it. There's a bunch of cubbies all over. The rear seats fold up. The rear seats fold down. Um, it's just lots of flexibility in terms of cargo. It's got USB, it's got USB uh, A's and C's, both in the front and the back row. And it also has a 400-watt 110 inverter where you can plug in in the cab or the bed. So there's two places to plug in stuff, which is awesome. Good call, good call. And then, of course, talk about safety. Uh, Nissan does have Safety Shield 360 available featuring automatic emergency braking with pedestrian detection, blind spot warning, rear cross-traffic alert, lane departure warning, high beam assist, rear automatic braking, which is a class exclusive to the Frontier only. Uh, it also has traffic sign recognition, intelligent driver alertness, rear door alert, Dang. and adaptive cruise control, and eight airbags. This and, is all standard? Uh, it depends on the model that you choose. Okay. And then, of course, uh, for towing, it now features a trailer sway control to keep uh, your trailer load under control, which is also Well, how does that cool. work? Uh, it's, there's nothing- Is it electronic? Yeah. So if it feels the trailer swaying, it can actually break individual wheels from side to side, like okay. one wheel at a time. To bring the load back under control. Well, that's dumb. Then how are we going to see all those silly videos on YouTube of guys losing their trailer in like crazy whiplash maneuvers? Well, the idea is you don't see that in the Frontier. Oh, I see. I I think uh, Nissan wanted to uh, protect you from yourself. I see. So anyway, um, that's sort of the rundown on the new Frontier. Uh, We'll have more information. We'll get somebody from Nissan on the show here to talk about it. But uh, I don't know. I'm pretty, uh, pretty stoked on it. I hope you guys are too. I think it'll be fun for us to talk about. And yeah, we're working on... Uh, some cool stuff to hopefully do with them this year. Head over to uh, fourwheeler.com or trucktrend.com where you can see both the Raptor story as well as the new Frontier first looks. And we got a walk around video in there and a huge gallery of photos so that you can check out uh, each of the vehicles for yourself and uh, get the latest information. Truck Show Podcast bonus episode. There you go. It's uh, Holman bringing you the news <laughs> in 360. Feel around vision. Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. This show has been brought to you by our friends at Nissan and Dex and DuraLastParts.com, where you can 
get your parts there, or head on to your local AutoZone. We've abbreviated the uh, sponsor mentions for the show because it's been, uh, it's a bonus and it's late at night. Goodbye. Good attempt, but no cigar. One bonus episode doesn't even come close to making up for all of the suckage. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 